Yo, this shit looks crazy. Things are getting weird. What the hell is going on? This is what the world looks like now. Things are getting weird. But all I know, all I know. Wake up, 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 wake We go to war tomorrow with Antifa because we know they're the enemy. Yeah. We know they're coming for our children. They're coming for our freedom. They're coming for our constitution. They're coming for our country. They're coming for our culture. But we are the counterculture. And God will watch over us as we rise. And God will watch over us as we become loud. God will watch over us as we become proud. How's everybody doing today? This is the Everything Under the Sun podcast. Today's December 19th, 2020. And this is Political Insta Stories, episode number 41. And we got some news to share with you. Um, What I would like to do is stop saying um, first off. Second, um... I would love if you guys would do me a favor, please. Would you rate me on Apple Podcasts? Give me a five star if you like me. If you don't, then don't rate me, please. <laughs> Just kidding. And uh, maybe give me some review. Let me know. Um, help me out a lot. You know, tell your friends about me um, so we can get the word around. Uh, get some people awoken to what's really going on in this country. Now what the msm mainstream media lies are you know what i mean and what they're hiding from us constantly which is the reason why i'm constantly talking about politics which i don't even really like politics but i can now watch this country turn into a communist hellhole so that's why i'm here today but anyway all right so let's get into it um today is saturday that clip i played for you was the proud boys um that was them talking and I just wanted you to hear them because of the episode yesterday. I was talking about them and, uh, you know, they got a bad rap and a lot of stuff said about them is a lot of lies, you know? So anyway, so let's get into this first story because I think we're done at least for today talking about, let's say China, 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 China. 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 What we are going to talk about, though, is my second favorite, big tech. And that's because I believe that big tech and a lot of social media is destroying our society and kind of splitting us apart and helping with the divide. And I also believe that they had just as much to do with the fraudulent election as the people that were taking the ballots from under the table on video in Georgia, I believe it was, it might've been Detroit. I forget, but you know, the video I'm talking about, at least I hope you do. So let's get into this. All right. Mark Zuckerberg, you know, the guy who owns Facebook and Instagram, 
the one that supposedly, hopefully, will be getting broken up. Um, I think they own WhatsApp, too. So check out this story. All right. So Mark Zuckerberg, all right, put in 419 million nonprofit contributions improperly. He influenced the 2020 presidential election. Now, that, I believe, is almost as much as the government, okay, paid for this election, which is insane. Um, A report released by the Amistad Project of the Thomas More Society at a press conference on Wednesday alleged Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and his wife made $419.5 million in contributions to nonprofit organizations during the 2020 election cycle. $350 $350 million to the Safe Elections Project of the Center of Technology and Civic Life, and another $69.5 million to the Center of Election Innovation and Research. That improperly influenced the 2020 presidential election on behalf of one particular candidate and party. Obviously, we know what party and candidate that is. Um, the 2020 presidential election witnessed an unprecedented and coordinated public-private partnership to improperly influence the 2020 presidential election on behalf of one particular candidate and party. Funded by hundreds of millions of dollars of Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and other high-tech interests, activist organizations created a two-tiered election system that treated voters differently depending on where they lived in Democrat or Republican strongholds, Amistad Project Director Phil Klein wrote in the report's executive summary. Um, the report identified three key actions that taken together, representing the beginning of the formation of a two-tier election system favoring one demographic while disadvantaging another demographic. Uh, private monies dictated city and, ca- and county election management contrary to both federal law and state election plans, endorsed and developed by state legislators, with authority granted by the United States Constitution, executive officials in swing states facilitated through unique and novel contracts the sharing of private and sensitive information about citizens within those states with private interests, some who have actively promote leftist candidates and agendas. Full stop. All right, so that means what they did was they said, okay, if this place is a Democrat place, we are going to let them know that they need to vote. We're going to remind them to vote. And if this place over here is more of a Republican stronghold, we're not going to do that. They also put more voting boxes, you know, those safe boxes where you could put your votes in. Um, so, yeah, I guess Zuckerberg paid for some of those or some of them or whatever and put those in more Democrat places. And uh, probably Republican places, too, which means the chain of custody of those, uh, you know, the voting ballots were in hands of who? How many people were they in the hands of? There's no way of tracking that. So how could this possibly be a safe election? Anyway, swing state governors also stated issuing emergency executive orders, shutting down in-person voting while pouring new state resources into encouraging persons to vote in advance. Polling data revealed this coordinated assault, one in person, on in one, or sorry, on in-person voting generally favored Democrat Party voters who preferred to vote in advance, while placing Republicans who preferred to vote in person at a disadvantage. These actions represent the beginning of the formation of a two-tier election system favoring one demographic while disadvantaging another demographic. This evidence is present and available to all Americans. 
Klein said at the press conference on the information included in the report. The mainstream media has also tried to censor this evidence, he noted, adding that America understands that there are serious problems with this election. This is effectively is a shadow government running our elections, Klein continued. This network pumped hundreds of millions of dollars into local election systems using the COVID crisis as a pretense. Our report proves that in reality, it was nothing more than a naked attempt to purchase an election. Zuckerbucks and local election officials invited a billionaire into the consolidated ballot counting centers while kicking out American people, Klein said, in the statement accompanying the release of the report. Full stop. That is... If you think about that, really, like, really think about how that was and how, like, if you have money, you can pretty much buy elections, there's something wrong here. And we definitely need election reform because there are a lot of Americans right now who have no faith in our system. And that's sad. And uh, they have no faith in our FBI. They have no faith in our CIA. They have no faith in our elections and our democracy. Um, They have no faith in our government whatsoever. And, you know, our faith in our government is all there is. Without that and our faith in our institutions, it does none of it matters. Do you understand? None of it matters then. Because if nobody believes it, it's not real. Because government, you know, kind of isn't real. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I mean, it is, but it's not. Anyway, this report paints a clear picture of a cabal of billionaires and activists using their wealth to subvert, control, and fundamentally alter the electoral system itself. Klein added, We must act now to prevent such privatized elections in the future. The American public deserves transparent and fair elections, not lawless elections directed by powerful private interests. In addition to Zuckerberg, the main foundations funding the effort to subvert the electoral systems were the Democracy Fund, the New Venture Fund, Skoll Foundation, and Knight Foundation, according to the report. Key nonprofits involved in distributing the money include CTCL, the Center for Election Innovation Research, the Center for Civic Design, the National Vote at Home Institute, and the Center for the Secure and Modern Elections, and Rock the Vote. The report demonstrates that funding from nonprofits was especially unnecessary in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, as the federal government has already provided sufficient funding through uh, both the Help America Vote Act, HAVA, and the CARES Act. The report alleged that the privatization of the administration of the election in key battleground states and its effective removal from the control of, of properly authorized local and state governments was strengthened by improper clawback provisions attached to grants given to the counties and cities by T- CTCL. Under those provisions, local governments would be required to return the CTCL donations if they failed to implement the more controversial and legally dubious elements of the plan, including the use of drop boxes to, to collect absentee ballots and the requirement that counting centers be consolidated in a way that made uh, observation of the counting process by GOP observers more difficult. The report focused heavily on how the CTCL used the $350 million donated to the 501c3 by Mark Zuckerberg and his wife between September 1st, 2020 and October 21st, 2020, particularly in their urban areas in four key battleground states. Guess which ones they are? Georgia... Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. 
In Wisconsin, the report alleges CTCL plan worked to benefit Biden and the Democrats. Um, there's more, a lot more to the story, uh, but I'm not going to read the rest because you kind of get the picture. So, yeah, our election just wasn't stolen. I mean, this thing goes deep because it's not just big tech or Zuckerberg that was helping with this. It was Twitter censoring. It was Facebook censoring. It was the other media companies censoring. It was the news censoring. Okay. Not giving stories about Biden all of a sudden, you know, even though like most people that have any kind of, you know, in or, or read anything that's not mainstream, knew about the Hunter Biden story, the hard drive, about how he he has ties to China, about how Biden um, helped him get out of that deal in Burisma, how he used that billion dollars of taxpayers' money to um, get the guy fired in, um, you know, for the Burisma thing. It, like, everybody knew about this stuff that had, that, that didn't just read fake news, you know what I mean? And when I mean fake news, I mean the mainstream media, of course. You know, NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, blah, 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 blah. You are fake news. So, there was that. And also on top of that, there were, I mean, think about how the hell did they get all these people to be in on it? And then this Dominion voting machines. Now, we're finding out more and more about these Dominion voting machines, like how the, uh, 70% of the one that they did, that they actually did a uh, analysis on, was wrong, meaning more votes were wrong than right. Just knowing this, how can you say that this election was fair and not stolen, not fraudulent, that there's no evidence? That's what they say, without evidence. Like, are you kidding me? Without cause, like, I don't know. You really got to be um, not paying attention to not see this. You know what I mean? Or not, or or you don't want to see it because your guy won. But, I mean, you know, them hating Donald Trump and saying he's not a president because we hate him is different than saying you're not a president because you literally stole the election. And now we understand why you hid inside a bunker for, you know, and didn't come out because you knew you didn't need to because you were going to win no matter what. And the reason why we found out is because so many people voted for Trump that I don't think they realized how hard they were going to have to steal the vote. And now on top of all this, okay, YouTube, and I'm guessing the other social media sites too, you're not allowed to say that the election was stolen or that there was fraud of any kind or you'll be taken off. So why are you rewriting history? That's what this is. This is so they're rewriting history so that when people in 10 years look back, they won't know that this election was stolen and that Biden was actually a puppet. And then when Kamala becomes president because something's going to happen to Biden, like he's going to, you know, leave or he's going to say he has, you know, some kind of sickness or he's going to get in trouble because all these China ties and then Kamala is going to become president. So maybe who knows, but that's what they do. They're all going to rewrite history because there's not going to be written down stuff anymore. It's all going to be electronic and they control all of that. 
Do you understand the power that these big tech have? I don't think people realize, and definitely older people don't realize it. They don't realize how big tech is so important because of the fact that we're in an information war with China and we are in the information age and there is three companies that own all of the information and they have section 230 to protect them it's it's unbelievable the whole thing is unbelievable when you really think if you, if you think about it you know what i mean it's unbelievable they're protected they steal our votes they you know they they literally and, they, and we're not the only country they do this in either they've done this all across you know in other countries too so I just think that big tech needs to be split up and we really, really got to start doing something about it. And I'm scared that the senators on Republican and, you know, Democrats and the House, that they're being paid off, you know, they're being lobbied by these big tech guys. They're paying them. And that's what these protections are all about. And nothing is ever going to change because they're getting paid. And I just... You know, I'm scared that that's what it's going to be. So let's hope not, but we shall see. Because it pissed me off that, like, I think it was like two days before the election, uh, they decided to have a, uh, you know, a um, a hearing about big tech censorship after we were screaming about it for four years. Now you want to do it two days before the election when it's too late? Hmm. Either you wanted Donald Trump out or you were getting paid or both. So... I don't know. I don't trust the Republicans. I don't trust the Democrats. Okay. I don't trust the establishment. There's a few, you know, even there's a few Democrats, like Tulsi Gabbard. I like her. She's a Democrat. I really like her. I think she stands for something. Um, there's a few Republicans, um, you know, Cotton, um, the one from Ohio, Jim Jordan. Um, you know, there's a few. Trump, of course, that I feel actually have the American people in mind. Um, but a lot of them don't, a lot of them go there. They, they go there for their careerist. You know, they, it's a career to them and they want more power. They want to get, you know, more money. They want to get bigger. They want to get more popular. They want to get sound bites. They want to get this. They want to get that. It's just, it's all very swampy, swamp, swamp, swamp. So anyway, I know this is a short one. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys a little heads up on these stories. Um, one last thing I did want to say. Uh, story-wise, was um like I was talking about Tulsi Gabbard. Um, this I think is awesome what she said, but she wants she has a plan and she wants to read redirect the excess profits from the multinational corporations allowed to remain open during the Chinese coronavirus crisis to small businesses that have been forced to close due to economic shutdowns. Because the like I said yesterday, the working class who were deemed non-essential though bankers on Wall Street were deemed essential somehow in Hollywood and all these other people, they are the ones that got screwed. And these other big business companies like Big Tech, um, you know, uh, Amazon, these guys made more money than they ever did. Zoom, Microsoft, all those companies. So their extra profits should go. They should be part and put into stimulus checks to give to the people who lost their businesses or who had to shut down their businesses and lost profits. I think that'd be a great idea. And that's why I said Tulsi Gabbard is the, like one of the only Democrats that I really like. And I think she really does have 
the people in mind. So think about all that stuff I said about Zuckerberg and the election and the Dominion voting system and the only one they actually forensically checked out was 70% wrong. And imagine how many more there are and how wrong they may be. Just think about it. That's all I'm saying. Um, Anyway, I hope you guys have a great day. This is Everything Under the Sun. And don't forget, rate me on Apple Podcasts, please. Tell your friends to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Everything under the sun. Nobody messing with sun. I got a couple of suns and guns. Anyway, have a good day, everybody. What the hell is going on? This is what the world looks like now. Those are getting weird. But all I know, all I know. Wake up, 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 wake